Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and today's episode is for sure going to open up your eyes and your mind to so many different perspectives because I've got an incredible guest joining me here on today's episode. His name is Johnny Law. We've already been talking before I hit record today, and it got to the point where I was like, Johnny, we need to record because this guy just thinks differently. He has so many experiences. He's got a really interesting story. He's awesome and brilliant at all the things that he does. He's super talented, by the way. I'm going to tell you some of his credentials in just a second. But Johnny is an actor in Los Angeles who has also ventured into the world of entrepreneurship, of digital marketing. He's also involved in real estate. If you are watching us on video, you might recognize him from some of his appearances on TV. He's been in General Hospital, Young and Hungry, Murder Book. He's also been in commercials. This is where I like seeing Johnny shine because I think he's got such an awesome personality. He's been in commercials for Kaiser Permanente, AT&T, and Sky High Sports. He has realized, this is part of his story that we'll dig into today, that acting alone is difficult to build financial freedom, so he took his skills from that and skills that he's gained his entire life, and now he's building an awesome business that we'll talk about in both digital marketing and also in real estate. I'm so excited for my interview with Johnny La. Johnny, welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Brian, thank you for the incredible introduction. You made me feel really special here. Heck yeah, honestly, you and I, we could talk about so many different things together. Even before we hit record, we were already talking about Los Angeles. I know from your YouTube channel that you also have a Tesla. There's so many cool things that we have in common, but a lot of gaps that I want to fill in before we dive in. Tell listeners in your own words, who is Johnny Law? Well, that's a great, great question. I, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> so just to give everybody a little bit of a backstory, I was born and raised in San Jose, California. I got my business management degree there in 2008. And, you know, at that time, I kind of lived the normal nine to five life, you know. But during that time, I kind of dabbled a little bit into some entrepreneur stuff. So I started my own film production company and I was making some short films at the time and I was helping out clients film some commercials and music videos and stuff like that. So fast forward now, you know, I decided to quit what they call the rat race. You know, I moved to Los Angeles in 2014 and that's where I got my acting and entrepreneurship to shine, you know. And as you mentioned earlier, while I was in LA, you know, I realized that gaining financial freedom through acting can be difficult, you know, unless you like land a series regular role or if you suddenly blow up in a movie. Uh, most of the time, if you're a working actor here, uh, it could be difficult because you can't scale or you may not get enough jobs, you know, to build your, your bank account. So I decided to take a lot of skills that I've had my entire life, you know, and, and decided to turn them into a business. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that if you have a skill, a skill set or something you've been doing your entire life, you can make money with it. And a lot of these skills that I've had was like photography skills, digital marketing skills, and I've always been fascinated with real estate. So I got my license last year and and that's where uh, everything's been rolling since. Heck yeah, I love so many aspects of this and seriously, I'm excited to dive into all these different elements. But having lived in Los Angeles for as long as I did, I met 
a million actors. And Johnny, mm-hmm. obviously you've got an impressive filmography record and credentials behind you. But the thing that really stands out to me is that a lot of actors, like you said, financial freedom doesn't come overnight within the world mm-hmm. of acting just like it doesn't come overnight within the world of entrepreneurship, but you're out there hustling. You are not yeah. only pursuing your acting career, but you're building a business, whereas a lot of actors will just go bartend or, or go be a waiter mm-hmm. or waitress somewhere. I want you to talk to us about that hustle and balancing the two, because obviously you've got dreams in multiple domains. Yeah, definitely. So I actually like to share this story here. So uh, photography was actually one of my bread and butter for a while when I was living here in Los Angeles. You know, I, I've always had skills in taking photography uh, photos. So I bought a camera, bought a lens, and I started doing headshots for other actors because I know a lot of actors here. And a lot of times they need headshots, but they can't afford, you know, the $1,000, $2,000, you know, sessions with some of these other pros. So I was able to do it at a more discounted price, but also offer quality headshots. So that's how I got started with my hustle in LA. But when 2020 hit, that's when everything slowed down. You know, people didn't need headshots and the acting industry was slow and there were no auditions coming in. And that's when I realized that I couldn't just rely on photography itself. You know, I also wanted to start a business that I can scale. And that's when I decided to start MRLA Media at MRLA dash media.com. So basically my digital uh, marketing agency, I help businesses build their digital marketing, whether it's their website, their logo designing, running paid ads, or publishing press releases to get their brand out there. So I have a team that I built uh, all over LA actually, and they specialize in these areas. And there's always going to be a need for digital marketing because you'll have business owners that do not have the time to build their own website or design their own logo. So they're looking for people like me who could build a team to get their digital marketing out there. And a story that I love to share is that I was actually doing digital marketing 20 years ago before it became this big uh, movement uh, recently, you know? So I once helped a teacher um, build his website in high school, the old fashioned way, typing HTML on notepad. Yeah, notepad. A lot. When I tell people that, they're like, what? You didn't have page builders back then? I'm like, no, we did not. I was using, you know, HTML editors and all that stuff. So because I've had that experience and that skill set, I decided, you know what? You know, we need that here in LA. And especially as an actor, you need that too, because you need to build your own website. You need to have good headshots. You have to have your IMDB set up properly. So a lot of these skills I took when I was a lot younger and started um, developing it into a business here today. So that's what I'm doing now. And not only am I helping businesses, but I'm also helping actors because a lot of them, they don't know what to do when they come to LA. They're like, oh, I didn't even know I need a website. So it's it's been incredible. Yeah, and you already said what I think is a very key word as part of any journey, Johnny, which is need. You identified needs, and it sounds like you've been doing it ever since you were a kid, but you talked about when you moved to LA, you realized a need. Hey, actors need headshots. Actors need websites. Now, when you serve other businesses with your agency, you realize the needs that they have. I want you to talk to us about how you went from identifying those needs to actually taking action, because a lot of people struggle with the paralysis of inaction, even when they identify those needs. And I know it wasn't always easy for you. So take us back to that transition. Yeah, actually, I'm really glad that you asked that. So when I first started my digital marketing agency, I had to figure out, well, how do I stand out against uh, all these other digital marketing agencies? You know, how are they outreaching out to people to get clients, you know? And I found a very specific um, 
style. And that is, I found a lot of businesses who only relied on, let's say, social media at the time to promote themselves, right? Let's say they have an Instagram and they're a dog walker, right? I'll land on their Instagram. And if they usually, uh, a business that's established on their Instagram, they would have their website in their bio already. But if you land on a business and you don't see a website link, that automatically makes me go, hmm, I don't think they have a website. So I will go ahead and DM them and say, hey, uh, you know, I love what you're doing. I see these pictures here on your Instagram. I was wondering, do you have a website I can check out? Most of the time they'll go, oh, you know, I've always wanted a website, but I don't know how to make one or uh, I don't have the time for it, you know? So that's where I come in and I say, well, I run a digital marketing agency. I can, I can build your website and I would love to do that. And a lot of times they'll go, I've been looking for someone. So I'm actually providing a need for someone who didn't even realize, you know, that they needed it to get done. They just don't know the first step, you know? So basically I'm coming in and telling them, hey, I'm your first step. Yeah. And the first step sometimes is the hardest. And yeah. it's it's a great segue into me asking you about your first step, because it's easy for people to hear your bio. And Johnny, obviously, you've got a very lively personality. I love the videos that you're publishing on YouTube. People Thank might you. be sitting here saying, well, Johnny, it's easy for you to talk about this stuff. It's easy for you to take action. You've been on big TV shows like General Hospital. You have an unfair advantage. But obviously, that's not the case. Talk to us about the hard work, the first steps that you made, whether you want to walk us through kind of going the acting route or the business route, I think that life is a series of first steps that you've had to overcome and take. Yes, yes. So I have some wisdom I want to share. And a lot of times uh, when a person is trying to dabble into the entrepreneur route, they want to set goals. They want to set, um, they want to set a plan. And oftentimes, you get really excited in trying to share your plans or share your goals with people, right? So let's say, for example, uh, you decided to start a business this year. That's your main goal. You got the plan all down and everything. So you pick up your phone, you start calling 10 people and you're like, hey, uh, I just want to tell you what I'm doing. This is the business. I'm going to make a lot of money. Now, if they're good friends and family, they're going to be like, yeah, we support you. Uh, we love you. Uh, we love the plan. Go for it. You're going to be successful. But Sometimes you may get that one person who goes, well, you know, I know you, I don't think you're cut out for this or, Hey, um, you know, I don't think, you know, this is right for you. I don't think you should do it. Well, let's say three months down the line, you started your business, right? And your sales are going bad. Guess who's going to pop in your head? That one person who is giving you negative advice. So I shared to a lot of entrepreneurs and also my students that, you know, if you set plans and goals, keep it to yourself because you don't want people to demotivate you or put doubt in your mind because you are your own worst enemy. Because once that starts repeating in your head, all the negativity, you may end up giving up. And if you give up, that's where you stop and you may beg, you may go back and look for a nine to five job and that's where it ends. And I can share a little bit of that on my own personal experience because 20 years ago was when I decided I want to be an actor, right? I told my friends, I told my family, and a lot of them laughed and say, well, you know, Asians are not really portrayed on television and film, you know, there's never going to be an Asian star, you know, on TV. And if I were to have listened to any of those people who said, you know, you know, Asians are not meant for television or movies, I would have just stopped and not have continued doing what I was going to do. But I ignored everybody. 
I moved to LA and now I get to say I'm on TV, I'm in commercials, I'm in movies, you know? So I didn't let it stop me because of what people said. So it's the same for many entrepreneurs. Um, keep it to yourself. I'm not saying don't go out and don't share your, you know, business or goals with people, but maybe share it to a limited amount of people and only the people that you trust. Yeah, really good advice there. It's something that I've also experienced all throughout my life. And Johnny, you and I talked a little bit about this before we actually hit record today. Kind of about you and I were specifically talking about almost the, the well-wishing haters. And in that case, it is people who care about us. Maybe it's a family member who isn't 100% supportive. And it could be for a variety of reasons. Could be because they're scared for us. Could be because they themselves don't think that they could do it. But as I listened to you talk about that, it almost reminded me, shout out to the late Kobe Bryant, how he always talked about the Mamba mentality. Why do you have to bother telling other people, just go mm -hmm. do the work? I'd love for you to talk to us about how you've, obviously we've all tripped up in that regard. We've all had some negative wishing people in our lives for one reason or another. Talk to us about how you've personally worked through those. So a lot of times um, they say that during your worst times, you find out who your true friends are. You find out who your true supporters are. And it takes a lot of um, back and forth until you do realize the people who are supportive of you. And unfortunately, you know, when you're on this journey, um, you have to kind of just phase out those people who are not supportive of you and only surround yourself with the ones who are. Because I'm a top believer and I tell this to a lot of people that you are who you are when you surround yourself with the top five people in your life. So when you know who to surround yourself with and they're always the supportive people, it plays a big part in making sure that you're successful in your business. Yeah, I feel you on that, especially because as a fellow content creator, I look at your stuff and and the thing that comes to mind is Johnny's getting after it. He started his YouTube channel. He's creating videos consistently. And I know that these things are not always easy and that's where we are supported by other people who get it. And I think that's why you and I enjoy each other's conversations so much. I want you to talk about your ability to juggle all these different things from your acting career to your business to a YouTube channel, because holy cow, I know that's a ton of work. And one of your YouTube videos in particular, I saw that you were sharing very publicly and transparently, hey, here's some money that I made with one of my side hustles. You're always down to try new things out. Talk to us about that and how you're finding that focus and balance. Yeah, actually, that's a great question because a lot of people, they all go, Johnny, how, how do you do it? And I guess for me, it's all about... Um, planning and proper schedule, you know, scheduling of your day. A lot of times uh, what I've realized that with so many of these businesses that I do, sometimes they come full circle, you know? So for example, I might be doing headshots for someone, right? And as I'm shooting them, they might go, hey, I, I need a website. Do you know anybody? <laughs> and I go, I actually design websites, you know? Let's plan out something and we can go from there. And as soon as they find out also that I'm a real estate agent, they'll go, well, you know, we're going to be getting married soon. You know, we're going to need a realtor. Johnny, you can you can do it all. So, yeah, it's, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely interesting wearing a, different hats. But I guess it's all finding the balance, you know, just making sure that um, – it's not intruding on your personal life at the same time. And for me, I think you don't want to overextend in one, like if I'm doing 
four or five different things. You don't want to overextend yourself and do four or five of them all in one day. The great thing about being your own boss is that you can schedule your schedule however you like. So if I'm going to be doing real estate one day, then I may tell another photography client, uh, unfortunately, this day I'm busy, but let's do this day. But if I was doing a regular job, they might go, well, we need to do all five things in one day, right? So I think that's the great thing about being uh, your own boss is that you're able to schedule things and uh, get it planned out properly without burning yourself. Yeah, and for so many of you entrepreneur to entrepreneur listeners who have heard me over the many years of this show talk about batch productivity, here it is in action once again. Johnny showing you how he creates these silos in his schedule very intentionally to align with the goals that he has. So I love that insight, Johnny, into the way that you structure your life, your day-to-day, -day, your schedule, and how you're balancing all this. But one other thing that I heard in your answer just then is your willingness and eagerness to say yes. It's something that I experienced so much early on in my entrepreneurial journey is inevitably when you're a connector like you are, you're talking to people and they're saying, hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. And it sounds to me like you don't hesitate to say, yeah, I can find a solution for you. And in your case, you've built an agency where you're able to bring members on the team with outside expertise. Talk to us about some of the lessons that you've learned along the way in saying yes, in needing to find those various, who knows what they're going to be solutions for different needs. So you are right. I do love saying yes, but occasionally I have learned to say no. And I'll, and I'll give you a, an example of that. So in a nine to five job, right? Basically when you're working nine to five, you're paid by your employer and your employer determines how much you're worth, right? Whether, Hey, uh, you're worth $20 an hour. That's what I'm going to pay you. But being your own boss, you are now trading value for money instead. And there are times where if I'm doing business with a client and you know I propose to them, this is what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna design your digital marketing, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, well, um, I'm only gonna pay you this much. Well, I know what my worth is and I know what my value is. So I will occasionally say, unfortunately, you know, I don't think we're a fit. Um, you know, I value myself and my time and my skills and expertise. So if you're looking for someone cheaper, then I suggest you go find someone cheaper. But for myself, um, you know, I know what my worth is. I know what my skills are. So I will command my own price. And if someone doesn't align with, um, you know, what my offering is, then, I will say no, but for the most part, I do like to say yes. And sometimes uh, that's also because I want to build relationships with these clients, but I do have a fine line. And that is if a client does not value what I have to offer. Yes, so much of your story I do see and it's something that is present in your bio and it's something that's present every time I get to chat with you. One thing that I see is that truly you've brought your skills from all of your different life experiences into business and whether you realize it or not, Johnny, I wonder if you hear it when you talk, but what I hear is yes, the actor inside of you, the realtor inside of you realizes the value of relationships and connections and that's what in turn serves you when it comes to running and building your business. I'd love for you to talk about some of those skills, maybe because a lot of listeners, especially stuck in the entrepreneur phase of entrepreneurship, they may not realize the different skills that they have. I'd love for you to talk about that journey of self-discovery and how you've realized, hey, I can actually turn what works for me as an actor into an entrepreneurial career. 
Yeah, actually, I'm very glad that you asked this question, right? So I'm a firm believer that you can take almost any skill set that you have developed over your life. Let's say, for example, uh, you are uh, you've maybe repaired your car, right? Over time, as you were growing up, you were a teenager and you love cars. You know, you've always done little things like change out, you know, the rotors, you know, or change out the belts in your engine. Well, if you're doing that to your own car, why not do it for other people, but take money, you know, while doing that, you know, because there's always going to be people who don't have the same skill set as you and they're willing to pay you for it. But I've learned that there's so many people out there who have skills, but they never turned it into a business, right? So also for myself, like for example, uh, I do photography, but that's because when I was younger, I love picking up a camera. I love taking pictures of my dog. I love taking pictures of, you know, nature outdoor. And then I go to my, and I told myself, well, why don't I take a picture of someone and then ask them to pay me for it? You know, so it could be anything, you know, even if let's say, for example, uh, you've danced your entire life and you've been doing it and you're really skillful and let's say for example hip-hop dancing right well you can turn that into a business by coaching people how to dance right using a webcam and maybe using a platform like kajabi and you can make that into a business but some people they don't take any of their skills and turn it into a business and i think you know it's an opportunity lost you know so you know even if let's say for example you've been mowing lawns for your entire life and like you know maybe your dad made you do it and you don't mind doing it and you love doing it why not go buy a lawnmower put it in your truck and then start going into neighborhoods and saying hey uh i can mow your lawn just give me like 20 30 bucks and i'll do it for you you know you know it, there's no wrong way to make more money if you have like a day off like for example on a saturday what are you going to do play video games instead of playing video games take your skills turn it into a side hustle and go make money yes amen to that for so many reasons johnny you are picking on like so much that i can relate to through my teenage years i think you and i were just entrepreneurial from the very beginnings we're very fortunate for that perspective but one thing that i want to call out for you listeners because i think it's brilliant advice that johnny just gave you is that there's no wrong way for you to monetize your skills and you hear him use examples as simple as mowing lawns as simple as if you're good at dancing as simple as in johnny's case as a teenager he he figured out how to code in HTML and make very basic websites back then. Charge for it. That's how you start monetizing. So often in yeah. business, we overcomplicate things and we pretend that you need a, an official business name and you need your own website. You need all these different things, but you can start monetizing today and figure the rest out later. That's the beauty of entrepreneurship. Johnny, talk to us about that because I know a lot of your own personal journey has been figuring it out. It's an inevitability when it comes to building a business and for you as an agency owner, there's so many moving parts. I'd love to hear more about that journey for you. Yeah, definitely for sure. So one of the things I mentioned earlier is that, um, you know, I definitely wanted to get, uh, so everything that I was doing before, like like photography, et cetera, uh, I'm only one person, right? So I can only make money if I show up to somewhere and take pictures for someone. So I decided that if I want to increase my income, I have to scale. And in order to scale, you want to start having a team. So for I'll give an example, right? With my digital marketing agency, if someone comes to me and they say, I need a website, well, 
I could build them the website, right? I could spend the eight hours a day for maybe two weeks, you know, to build it, get it right. Or I can find a team member to build it for me. And I'm the face of the digital um, marketing agency where I can bring in the clients. That way, you know, I can scale. And if someone else comes to me and says, hey, I need a logo design. Well, I have someone who can do that. I'll go ahead and have them do the design. And at the same time, I'm able to still continue going out there, market myself and be the face of the company. So I think that's very important to be able to scale. And from there on, it all becomes a marketing game also because I'm able to get work done for my clients, but at the same time, go out there where my face can be representing my company and bringing more clients in. Yeah, I love the way that you look at that, especially because that's advice that's relevant to literally every single business. As you heard Johnny just reveal, once you start mastering the fulfillment side, your mission as a business owner becomes, how do I get more clients? Because if you're good at fulfillment, that then becomes the game that you play. And Johnny, I know so many agency owners listen to this show, as well as aspiring agency owners. It's a very hot business model. So I'd love to hear kind of the, the insides of MRLA Media. I'd love for you to tell us about how you went from, you know, it's always a fun story, your first client to actually building out your team. You've got so many different team members from graphics people to copywriters, yeah. however you service people. I want to hear all about that. Yeah, definitely. And the funny thing was, uh, you know, when I first started my digital marketing agency, it was just basically building websites and running ads. But as my clients were coming in, as I was ticketing clients, for example, building a website, they started asking for more stuff, right? So they were like, hey, um, you know, thanks for building my website, but now I need to get a logo design. Do you know anybody for that? So this is where I started reaching out to people that I have made connections already uh, in my life, people that I know and trust. And that's very important. It's trust. Uh, you want to be able to send a job to someone um, and then know that it's going to get done. So over the years, I've met so many people. So I was able to reach out to many of these, you know, other entrepreneurs, you know, and, and build a team, build a solid working relationship, and most importantly, build trust. There has not been a time yet where a client has come to me and said, Hey, I need this done. I need this done. I need this done. I sent it off to my, you know, a team and it doesn't get done because that's going to hurt my reputation. That's going to hurt my business because my client is now going to go and say, Hey, I would recommend you, um, this agency I just used, but they were late. You know, they, they got me my website one month later than, you know, plan. So that's very important. It's, it's about building the right team. And sometimes that comes from just having these previous relationships in the past and maybe people that you've also worked with before that you know will get the job done right. So that's, that's what I preach for sure. Yeah, two really great insightful pieces of strategy that Johnny just revealed. I want all of you listeners to really hone in on what Johnny just said because the two things that I heard First of which is that you will grow as your clients grow. Too many entrepreneurs and beginner entrepreneurs worry about, well, what if they need things other than what I'm able to do? You heard Johnny say that inevitably, when people need websites, they also need logos, they also need copywriting, they also then need 
ad campaigns to promote that, you will grow with your clients and also vice versa. Ideally, your clients grow as you grow. So that's the first really actionable advice that I love from Johnny. The second thing that I heard there, which I think is absolutely brilliant, I want all of you listeners to hear it, is that Johnny knows what his so-called competitors are like. He knows the downsides of what it's like to hire other agencies. And that's why if you go to his website, which we'll talk about in just a second, it's mrla-media.com. One of the things right at the top of the page, Johnny's written, get it done right the first time with the right team and start building your presence online. He knows that other people have hired people who haven't gotten it done right or haven't gotten it done right the first time. So Johnny, I love the work that you guys are doing with all of that and how intentional you are. Thank you. The next thing that I want to talk about is, Johnny, I've got to ask you this, because you're a man of so many stories. And as we're coming towards the end of this, there's a lot of ways we could take it. You and I could probably talk for three weeks about all of this stuff. (laughs) But I know there's a little bit of a story about you and getting your dog on the streets of LA. Oh, yes. (laughs) Tell us about that one. (laughs) So I'm a big dog lover. And one of the things that I did uh, when I was living even in San Jose was I liked helping stray dogs off the street, whether um, they need help, you know, or they need shelter or just need help finding their owner if they got lost, you know. So one day in LA, I just had, I had coffee with a friend and I decided to take the freeway home this time. And normally I don't. So this was the turning point was this time I decided to take the freeway. I got off uh, the freeway and sure enough, as soon as I got off, I see a dog walking by himself on, you know, the the sidewalk, you know, and I thought the owner was maybe like, you know, uh, you know, behind him or something like that, but no, the dog was by himself. So I immediately pulled over and I had some leashes actually in my, in my car. Cause I have dogs in San Jose also, he came straight to me and I leashed him up. And at the time I was like, okay, I'm going to take a selfie with him, you know, because I, I want to share it to my friends. As I was taking the selfie, he gave me a kiss. And as soon as he did that, I just knew I had to keep him. So I brought him to the shelter and, and the law is, I believe in LA, you have to give the, um, the owners a five day um, period to claim him. On the very fifth day, nobody came for him. So I adopted him. And here's the crazy thing. I spent that time posting ads. Uh, I was trying to figure out if he had a, a chip. He had a collar on and they removed his um, his ID tag. So I felt like he was abandoned, but I'm not 100% sure. But I'm glad the owners never came back for him because when I did find him, he was a little skinny. So after three months being with me, he bulked up like a real German shepherd. So he's a big part of my life now in Los Angeles and I just love him. Heck yeah. I love that story. I'm just picturing you walking through the streets of Koreatown in Los Angeles. Hopefully, hopefully he gets some scraps of some good Korean barbecue. That's one thing I miss so much (laughs) about LA. (laughs) Oh, they're in every corner here in K-Town. Honestly. Well, Johnny, like I said, we could talk about all this stuff for days. The thing that gets me really excited for listeners is that they don't have to miss out on all the awesome Johnny Law content because you do also have a YouTube channel. So at this point, I'd love to open the stage for you, the proverbial stage this time for you, and let you tell listeners where they can learn more about you, follow you and your work, and also more about your agency. Yeah, definitely. Um, first, my Instagram is at the Johnny Law. 
And it's also the same for my YouTube. So it's at the dot Johnny Law. But please uh, visit my other websites. Like my main website is johnnylaw.com. I have my digital marketing agency website at mrla-media.com and my real estate website at homeswithjohnny.com. So you can learn a lot more about me there and you can see all the businesses that I operate. And it's just a pleasure, you know, and I feel very um, productive with so many different businesses that I run. Yeah, and that's why I always love to say success leaves clues. So you guys, if you've enjoyed listening to Johnny on today's episode, follow him, see what he's doing, see the way he structures all these different entities because this is somebody who's involved in a lot of different things and it's all very intentional from his side. And I will say on his YouTube channel, he's so transparent about so much of it. So definitely go mm -hmm. give him a follow. All those links that Johnny just mentioned, wherever it is that you're tuning into today's episode, find the show notes, find the description. We're gonna link to his YouTube channel, to his websites, to all of his business entities. So give him a follow. Otherwise, Johnny, thanks so much for coming on to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.